Hey everybody, Sergio here. So, this past weekend was the Mississippi Comic Con, uh, and uh, Jeff and I had a Shellheads panel. Uh, we talked about the history and, or evolution of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, and I think it went well. Uh, the, the only thing that did not go well was the recording. We weren't able to pull the raw uh, audio feed from the, the, the mixer there in the room, so we had to capture it like it was room noise. It's not a very good recording. I hate that it's what I'm having to release, but for the most part, we can be heard. So I figured, why not put it out there? Um, it's tough to listen to because it's tough to hear. I totally get it if you want to skip this one. If you were there, thank you for coming out. And trust me, our other episodes sound much better. Otherwise, tune in next week. Uh, we will get back to our regularly scheduled Shellheads episodes where we're talking about the Nickelodeon show. Also, big thanks to Ken Scott. If you listen to the panel, you'll know why big thanks to Ken Scott. Uh, and a big sorry to Ken Scott for getting his name wrong. So, there's that. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our panel. This is, uh, we are the Shillhead Podcast. Uh, we are a local podcast based out of the area, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, I am Sergio. I'm also the host of the Reality Breach podcast. Uh, we have a whole podcast network uh, that's out of this area. This is Jeff. Jeff Hubbard. Hello. Uh, you. Who are you? Okay. Uh, I'm of the what? 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 Speak up. Owner and operator of the Arcade in Brandon. Yes, yes. There is an arcade in Brandon called The Warp Zone, and this fine fellow runs it. Uh, it's got all kinds of retro games. And like, there's PS4s and stuff there. Switch, all that good stuff. Okay. We're here to talk about Ninja Turtles. Uh, who here is to listen to Nick about Ninja Turtles? You're in the right place, right? <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, cool. So, the main topic here is the evolution of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And a lot of people, when you say Ninja Turtles, your first thought is a dumb kid show from the 80s. I use the word dumb loosely. It wasn't dumb at the time, I promise. Now, since then, the Turtles have been through all kinds of different iterations, but they had much, a much more quaint origin than an 80s television show. I'm sure many of you know. Uh, they were an independent comic that debuted in 1984. Uh, the Turtles were created in the, in the winter of 83, debuted in the comic in 84, and then very quickly, within three years, they got picked up for the major television show that everyone is familiar with. And that, that's really where me and Jeff's initial uh, fandom kicked in. Is that what, is that what you were saying? Uh, yes, that is true. <laughs> yes. Thank, thanks for your invaluable contribution. You're welcome. Uh, so, since, like, the, the 87 cartoon is kind of seen as the gold <laughs> standard, or, or it's, it's the thing that everyone is aware of. So, every version of the Ninja Turtles since then, whether they be live action movies, live action TV shows, uh, subsequent animated television shows, or even Michael Bay movies, everyone has an opinion on what is good, what is bad, and I just kind of wanted to talk with Jeff through how we got to where we got, because uh, a lot of people, when, when, I, when I tell people, hey, I have an Instagram podcast, I have an Instagram podcast, everyone just kind of looks at me funny, they're like, what could you possibly talk about? That's a cartoon from the 80s, right? And like, no, there's, there's, there's the second cartoon, and the third cartoon, and then, then there's the Rise cartoon, then there's the old movies, the, 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 the Peter Laird comics, so 
So Jeff, Barney, who are you texting? <sighs> okay. Let's talk about comic books. Okay. So, originally there was the Easton Laird produced, Easton, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird produced Mirage comics, uh, and those ran for several years, up until, depending on how you quantify them, they ran up until about eight years ago, give or take. Uh, but the seeds of what we know as the Ninja Turtles were planted in that. Um, and of course, you have the, the television show, which kind of ramped everything up. Jeff, talk about the movies. The original. You know, like <laughs> well, in the first one, it, it was it was an, it's an, in, an instant success. Of course, um, is everybody hearing me okay? Um, it was probably the closest, one of the closest adaptations from comic to film. That's great. Um, it was. It pulled from a lot of different comic arcs. Uh, it pulled from the Casey Jones micro. It pulled from a lot of Volume One, even Return to New York. Like all the, the the whole Shredder kind of of arc in the comics, and from there the movies just kind of went off the rail. There's Secret of the Use, which Jeff loves. Secret of the Use. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. Token token Razor. It was supposed to be different until parents complained. The first movie is too violent, right. and then that yeah. got a watered down like I don't know, using cold cuts <laughs> bad guys. Uh, the third movie, I love the third movie. I know that's not a popular opinion. Uh, the third movie where they go back in time and then yes, it's, a, it's such a good movie. Um, but in our podcast, we have a way of referring to the different eras of Ninja Turtles. So we have much like the MCU has Phase One, Phase Two, Phase Three. Uh, we refer to the first era of the Ninja Turtles as Phase One, and that basically encompasses everything from the original comics to the Eastman buyout uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. I'm not sure the exact year, but Kevin Eastman sold his share of the Turtles to Peter Laird uh, for not nearly as much as what they were worth, but Kevin Eastman is historically bad with money. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> Phase two, we, we kind of bunched together as the Peter Laird years. They're the years that he produced the comic himself uh, under the Mirage banner. Uh, and the 2K3, or the, 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 the Four Kids show, was on, uh, what it? It was on uh, Fox. On Fox, yes, the Fox Box. Uh, that would be phase two. Like everything up until the Nickelodeon buyout. And in 2009, Nickelodeon paid Peter Laird all of the money to purchase everything when it comes to the intro. So that's the comic rights, the t- TV show rights, the, the Nickelodeon, Viacom owns the Ninja Turtles now. Uh, the only thing that, that Peter Laird has is permission to print up to 10 books a year, yeah. which he's not doing. He's not doing that at all. But that phase three is everything after the Nickelodeon bio. And uh, phase three has, has seen good stuff, bad stuff, some really bad stuff, but that, that's kind of how we refer to it on the podcast. Uh, and let's let's talk let, let's talk phase two. Mm-hmm. So phase two is when like obviously we both got Ninja Turtles really really heavily initially as children because yeah. that's where we the target demographic then. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does phase two come, come to it for you? For me, the introduction because I didn't 
Based on Peter Laird's original comic, because they had to go through Peter Laird to get it uh, to, to get it made. So you see a lot of episodes that are directly direct adaptations of the comic books that were written in the eighties, and a lot of those adaptations are beautiful. Uh, they do have to, of course, dumb a lot of it down. Not dumb, dumb a lot of it down. Water, water it down water for down. a television show or a kids show. Uh, but ultimately, it is. Probably the television show we should have gotten in the 80s, and I feel like the Turtles would be taken a little more seriously if that was the show that we got back in 1987. And it's, it's I mean, very difficult because it's funny you mentioned that, that the, uh, David Wise, the, uh, the kind of the, uh, the pilots, the first five episodes for the 87 company, originally wanted the show to start out light comedy, heavy action. Mm-hmm. And so those first five episodes were really good, and it just kind of dives. Um, there's some stuff here and there, but when you get into like the uh, season seven through ten or eight through ten, um, it gets you know, more action packed. Yeah, yeah. And and, and the the two K three show is significantly more action packed. And uh, I don't know if time has been kind to that show because it's not like it's not sixteen by nine. It's it's a four by three. It's 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 fun. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. You just have to know what you're getting into when you watch it. Um, yeah. And when, when we talk about Watered Down, in the original comics, it was right here. They still right here in the show. Just, those cans were amazing. I know it was in those cans. <laughs> um, and, you know, cussing, although we did get What the Shell. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about What the Shell today. What the Shell? <laughs> not a fan. Um, just placing the word, no. You know, but, that's not uh, funny. No blood, stuff like that. Um, yeah. But it was still it was still pretty action packed with what we got in you know, the early two thousands. Yeah, and, and during that time, uh, Kit Peter Laird he rolled out uh, Volume Four of the comic books, which was a direct continuation of Volume Two. They had shut down in the mid nineties, so he, he was very much trying to continue to tell his story. Mm-hmm. Well, Two K Three ended. The two thousand seven movie came out, which is the all uh, CGM made one, which is fantastic if you haven't seen it. Uh, then there's Turtles Forever, which is this weird mashup thing that they did in the original cartoons, uh, and the 2K3 uh, uh, Turtles, and the Mirage, they, they all just kind of end up in the same movie. And then right right before Turtles Forever was a thing, or right after Turtles Forever was a thing, that's when Viacom steps in and says, hey, you never have to work another day, Peter Laird, here's all of our money. Okay. And that's when they buy out. And, and, and it was a very scary moment for, for Turtles fans, I don't know y'all, but Seeing the turtles in the hands of someone as big as like a Disney or 
or you know, in this case, by um, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to be true to the comics? Are they going to be true to the original TV show? Are we going to have to worry that they're going to make Michelangelo even more of a chucklehead than, than he's always been? Uh, what do we expect? And it took about three years, three or four years, yeah. uh, before we actually saw any fruits of that purchase. Uh, and the, the first, the, actually, the first first thing we saw was the IDW comics. Is anybody reading the IDW comics? The newest ones. I think so. They're fantastic. Uh, I, I cannot recommend the IDW comics enough. They pulled from the original comic book uh, lore. They pulled from uh, the cartoon. They pulled the they pulled stuff from Two K Three. Basically, everything is on the table, and they. Pull there are about 118 issues in now, uh, but it's it's fantastic. Uh, but the, the the biggest thing that Viacom gave us was the new TV show, or or the Turtles with Three Toes. Yeah, that was really weird. I I don't understand that. I, like they released pictures of the new of the here new Ninja Turtles. Check them out. And the first thing fans do is like they have three toes. They're weird. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you look at the action figures. Like they look like thumbs. It's just toes, Jeff. I know, but it's weird. It's not that weird. Look, I love that show. That show is fantastic. I love it too. It, it's a, just like the IDW, it's a beautiful melting pot of everything that's come out. Um, so there's tons of action, there's great humans, there's heart, and you get to see that. I think it's more developed as a family. 2K3 did that, but. It was more so we saw different personalities come out a little bit more in the 2012 series with the different brothers and then the family dynamic, which I think was just fantastic. So if you've not watched any of this stuff, do it's amazing. Especially when they get really serious in the fights, their eyes go from the pupils to white as the comments. So there's a lot of great stuff for everybody uh, to enjoy with that. Especially when Michael and Joe get Snoop Dogg. That's just oh yeah, the yeah. Greatest thing ever. Uh, let's do the time Oh. 142. 142. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Trivia question. Oh, what? Oh, trivia question. Are you ready for this? Oh, absolutely. I, and y'all probably know this one. They probably don't. What was the name of the girl Ninja Turtle? Anybody? Which one? The, the 1997 the, the, the new mutation. Yes, you're right. We know that one. Does anyone else know that? I think we said it. Yeah. 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 Y
Um, so Nickelodeon gave us this show that focuses much more on developing the turtles as characters. Um, that, that's, that's one principal complaint that I've always had about the Ninja Turtles is their stories typically aren't about them. They're stories that are about whatever's happening around them, yeah. and they kind of just stumble into these these adventures, and they have to fix stuff. Uh, the, the, uh, the the Nickelodeon show is very much, this is who Michelangelo is, we're going to focus on this, establish this guy as a character, give him a back, oh, backstory is the wrong word, but basically flesh him out, you know, and I, I do very much appreciate, who's, who's the, 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 uh, did that show? Cyro? Zero, zero, zero. I, I, I cannot pronounce it. He did Super Hyper Monkey Team for this show. Yeah, yeah. I might have gotten some of that wrong. Yeah, Zero McNilly area. Yeah, it's it's a great show. Um, but of course, like all television shows, it ran its course. It ran for what, seven, six, six years? Five, five, six, seven. And uh, at that point, Nickelodeon's kind of. They have to decide what are we going to do? Are we going to put it on the shelf for a little while? Are we going to reboot it? Are we going to uh, continue the story in a different medium? What, what's, what's, what's happening? Uh, simultaneously, you have Michael Bay and his Platinum Dunes uh, production company that uh, they, they signed up to make movies, which Jeff is not a fan of the, of the, of the Transformers uh, movies, the new ones at least. Movies, yeah. but at least they blow stuff up good. You know, <laughs> like they're pretty to look at, and if you check your brain at the door, it's it's easy to eat popcorn and watch them. Um, that first Platinum Dunes produced movie, uh, and I'm, I'm going to stop using Michael Bay's name because okay. he did not direct those movies. It's a common misconception. Everyone's like, those Michael Bay movies suck. It's like, well, they're not necessarily Michael Bay movies, but they're not good. Who actually? Let me let me step back. Who liked the the new movies? The new Turtles movies. I see. I see no definitive hands up. Which is the right answer. <laughs> uh, those movies are a trash fire. But it's fine, it's fine. You have to mess up to learn how to do it right. It's um, very much the part of the corporate machine. I, I don't I wouldn't even say that. So is the so is the Nickelodeon show. You know? Well, the Nickelodeon show is what to that's how you do it right. Well well, you got fans and points. The material was already enormous fans. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that direction was well defined when she did it. I was trying to remember what the guy directed that was one of the Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans guy? Yeah, I was like, oh. And yeah, I watched Clash of the Titans and I was like, hey, that's the guy I want to do in Ninja Turtles. Jonathan Leesman? Jonathan Leesman. Yeah, that's who the first one. But the the, the first movie obviously went through a lot of rewrites. There were going to be aliens there for a second and that didn't work out. No one wanted that. Uh, And to be fair, the second of those two movies is watchable. It's funny. It, it looks cool, but the, the the character designs and the complete lack of character development in any, any of those movies yeah. kind of makes me not even want to believe they're turtles movies. Uh, so, jump back to the cartoons, real quick. Who like who is familiar with Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Nice, nice. There's a few. There's a few. It's so it's just, this is a safe space. You can totally write it down. Um, <laughs> Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is, has gotten a very bad reputation just by existing. And I really feel bad for it because we only got a 
season and a half of the show. We got two seasons. Well, it's not full. Ish. Yeah, it's like season two ish. And it is without a doubt the funniest TV show they have put on TV with intros in. Like at first, I was very apprehensive of the designs and stuff and like what is this, but then when you really look at it and you pick it apart, the first like the first five episodes really didn't go anywhere, but later they started to build more towards something. But I, I urge everyone to just give it a chance. Give it a chance. I feel those, those, those first five episodes because the animation, it's very, very anime-esque with some of the fight scenes they're doing are just absolutely incredible. Like I've never seen anything like that in any other iteration of the program. Yeah, yeah. As I said, it, it gets a really bad reputation just because everyone, in, much like the three turtle, or I'm sorry, the three-toed turtle freakout, like... You, you, you show the four character models. So here, here are your new turtles, and they all look radically different. Radically different. <laughs> <laughs> they all look radically different. Uh, April O'Neil is African African American. Uh, yeah, and sassy. And, and, and Splinter is this overweight, like basically soccer mom who sits on the couch and eats all day. It, it is it is a very different version of turtles. And like they, and Raphael is the leader. And like six feet tall. He's like, yeah, he's, he's a snapping turtle. One of them's a box turtle. One's a braided slider. Like, there are different types of turtles. And it's it's weird, but it is charming. It's funny. And the only thing we have, there's going to be a Netflix movie later this year, or they're telling us it's going to be later this year. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I think it's going to be next year. Uh, to kind of wrap everything up, I'm assuming. Um, but yeah, check out Rise. Just, just it's really good. It's really good. Um, where do we go from here, though? What is the future of the Ninja Turtles? Well, uh, of course, more comics. And then a new movie is announced. A new CGI movie. That's right. With uh, uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Now, I'm worried, but look at his body work. He worked on Preacher and The Boys. So that gives you an idea of... We don't know the tone going forward. I'm hoping for a hard PG-13. I didn't have a hard PG-13. What does that even mean? Like, well, Maybe a couple of square words in there. Uh, of course, they have to go through with a scalpel and remove that palms. That's what I've already PG 13. The closest we got before that was the Batman vs. Ninja Turtles movie, which. Who has seen that film? The Batman vs. Turtles movie? Watch it, buy it, own it. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's wonderful. It's, 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 it's probably the best thing we've gotten since movie-wise since the 2007 movie. That's probably true. That's probably true. I'll give you that. Yeah, so, so I guess uh, there's a lot kind of writing on this Seth Rogen movie. Yeah. Because we, we don't have a new cartoon announced. We don't have any other major project, projects announced. The only thing that's really ongoing is the IDW comic book and The Last Ronin. Who's heard of The Last Ronin? That's actually the one I was thinking about. Ah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Last Ronin is exciting in its own way uh, because it is a, an alternate future version of the Turtles where uh, one of the Turtles is still alive, the other three have been killed, and the remaining Turtle is fighting to uh, avenge his his, uh, his brother's deaths. And we're about three issues into that. Yeah. And, and the way it's playing out is, I'm not going to spoil which one of the turtles is, is alive, because that's kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. Um, but the way that story's playing out is, 
Like book one is here's the world you're playing with. Book two is here's how this turtle died. And we're gonna weave that into the current story. Here's how this next turtle died. And we're gonna weave that into the current story. It's it's really and and, and, and the origin of that story is really cool because it was some it was an idea that Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird thought of in the nineties. And Kevin Eastman kind of was going through his boxes and stuff to sell because he's his, he's bad with money. Kevin Eastman is bad with money. Um, he was going through his boxes and found the script and took it to IDW and said, hey, can we do this? And uh, IDW was like, sure, yeah, because you're already working for us. We can do this. And so it's the only thing that, the, that has been credited to both Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman as writers since, what, City of War? In the comics, so it's it's kind of a big deal, even though Peter Laird's not actively working on it. I think they're not announcing that he's not act- actively working on it because they want it to have his name on it and want it to feel like it's a Peter Laird thing. It's not. He just kind of helped germinate the idea. Um, my, and the thing about I don't want to get caught up on the last Ronin, but the thing about the last Ronin is that it's wildly popular in comic circles. Like yes. comic, comic readers are really really loving. The last one. And yeah, yeah, and I think issue three is technically the highest selling IDW comic in the history of the company. So it's it's kind of a big deal. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking that it's gonna become its own thing. Like there's gonna be, hey, Ninja Turtles are for children. Go watch Ninja Turtles, children. Hey adults, come over here. We're gonna watch The Last Ronin. You know? And I can totally see them making like a Netflix show or a Netflix series, right. something on HBO Max that's oh, yeah, yeah. aimed at people who grew up with Ninja Turtles. That's what we need. Because I, 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 I glance across this room, and most of the people in here are adults, you know? And I'm sorry to tell you, none of you are in the target audience of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> like, I, we, we can all dream, but they aren't getting our money, they're looking for our children's money. Yeah. And that's one of my, uh, another one of my chief complaints is at least half, if not more, of your fans are adults now. Yeah. Give them content. They want, I want something that is dark and gritty. No, dark and gritty is not the right way, but, but as Jeff said, a hard PG 13, maybe even a light art, I'd be fine with. Darker in tone. Darker, darker in tone, more adult things, much more existential stuff, like. Yeah. We're the only four Ninja Turtles on the planet. How do we deal with that at like a, you know, subconscious level? Do we? There's been some stories where their 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 mutations have, have evolved over time as they get older. Like there's so many things that you can do. Yeah. Telling a story that there's not an age gap or age yeah. age gate. Right. So <laughs> we we have we have stuff to give away. That's why I keep asking what time is it. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm still sweating. Uh, we have a special guest coming to the stage, Jeff. We do? Yes. Oh. Jim Scott? Ken. Ken. He's outside. Yeah. In the heat. Hi. Hi. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey, for those of you that don't know, sorry guys, just so you know, you're good. my name's Ken Scott, and I portrayed Raphael in the first two Ninja Turtle movies nice. from 1990 and 1991. 
I was, yeah, I don't mean to come in and take hey, over. Hey, I need you guys right here. You're way more important than we are. <laughs> so, uh, in the first movie, I was the stunt double for Raphael. I did all the action and fighting. Uh, and I know you guys are all things, this is a turtle panel, this is all things turtles. But for those of you that really know the original movies, I was the stunt double for Raphael. And then in the second movie, Secret of the Ooze, I was the actor Raphael, and somebody else was my stunt double. But interestingly enough, in the first movie, I was actually hired to be a foot soldier first. On the credits, I'm talking to foot number two. <laughs> and in the scene where uh, Raphael gets beat up on the rooftop and crashes through the skylight and he's unconscious, when all the foot soldiers break into April's apartment and Michelangelo goes, Oh, a fellow chucker, eh? I'm the guy in black doing the nunchucks against oh, Michelangelo. Oh. <laughs> so, and then I'm a bunch of other foot soldiers. I'm the guy that calls for battle axes and crashes through the windows because Raph is unconscious. So I was Raph and I was also a at the same time. But I just wanted to come in and say hey to you guys. I'm over in the alley hanging out with Judith O, who played April O'Neil. So if you guys want to come by there and say hello, you're certainly more than welcome. If you guys have any questions for me now, I'd be more than happy to answer them and bust it into your party. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure uh, it was very painful getting those suits, as I know it was. I saw pictures of how miserable people were. Yeah, I actually, I actually have on my table a picture of me, Ernie Reyes Jr., and a guy named Mo, who was a Hong Kong stuntman for Leonardo. And we were shooting the scene where we're training out by the farmhouse, getting ready to go rescue Splinter. And it was 95 degrees in North Carolina in September, with 90% humidity. And when we got back in the trailer, we took our turtle heads off, and Ernie Reyes Jr. says, Let's take a picture right now and remember how miserable we are. And so I have this picture on my table of three sweaty, miserable guys. So yeah, it was very difficult. You said you were the stunt. Yeah, I was the action performer. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. I was the action performer for Raphael in the first movie. And you said, you talked about Mo, like he was like the Golden Harvest? Yes, exactly. Yeah, you're not near a Golden Harvest that did a ton of Hong Kong. They did Bruce Lee's original movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fury and Big Boss. Really Nobody works harder than those guys. Yeah, yeah there's, there's four guys that play each turtle. There's a, an actor who wears a suit that has 27 different electronic motors in it. Then off camera, there's a puppeteer from the Jim Henson group, Sesame Street and all that. And they use remote controls to control the face of the turtle. And then there's a third guy that does all the stunts and fighting. He wears a suit that doesn't have any electronics in it. And then when the movie's done, the fourth guy comes in and does the voice. So at any one time in any movie, four different people can say, yeah, I was Raphael. That's fantastic. I don't know if I have any questions. I'm kind of shell-shocked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take this opportunity while there's a moment. If you guys are truly fans of the uh, Ninja Turtle movies, uh, and I'm not trying to upsell it, but I want fans to know, that's why I did it. You can go to, I have books here. I wrote a book last year to celebrate the 30th anniversary. It's called Teenage Ninja to Mutant Turtle, Becoming the Real Raphael. And it's the story of how I became Raphael, and uh, then all these behind the scenes stories that nobody in turtle fandom knows about making the movies, and different things about Judith Hogue, and Elias Coteas, and Kevin Nash, and all the turtles and how it all worked and all that stuff. On Amazon right now, they're only $9.99. So if you want one, it's just read the reviews. And if you want to get it, if not, they're here, they're signed, they're more expensive. But 
There's books. For those <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is. But you can get it on Amazon for ten bucks. We can get them signed here for better. But if you're truly a fan, I guarantee you'll enjoy it. If you don't, email me on the back, and I'll give you your money back. <laughs> money back. Money back, Turtle Gary. He'll give you the Amazon price back. <laughs> Not the Comic-Con price. <laughs> so, hey. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hate to storm in, but if you no. guys have any more questions, I'd be more than happy to ask. But I'll let you guys get back to what you were doing. I just want to come and say hello because I appreciate what you guys do a lot. You keep the whole thing alive. You know, people always say to me, they go, "Hey, look, Turtles is coming back," and I'm like, "That's that's gone now. Turtles is now part of the fabric of our lives, just like Superman." Captain America, they'll be here forever. So when you find the people that love it and have known it from the beginning and are like the priests of the church, <laughs> I mean, it's an awesome thing because it keeps everybody who's into it, it keeps the spirit alive. So I commend you. Let's give these guys a Maybe I'll see you guys around the con. Oh, yes. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Go check out his books. Get some hot turtle gossip. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Scott, hey, 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 hey. Happy customer. Uh, All right, well, how much time do we have? Because we have stuff to give away, Jeff. We have like 12, 20, so you have like 20 minutes. Do we have like 20 minutes? Okay. Well, then let's, before we give stuff away, uh, do, does anyone have any questions for us? Like QA style. What's up? Moving uh, Studio topics, have y'all read through those? The, uh, the crossover. Oh, oh, yes, of course. Uh, it's it's, it's great. great. Absolutely great. And Jeff is I'm not a Raiders yet, but I'm on. I'm more of a super simple. So, Raiders hipster. Yeah, those those are really good. What ending would you have? Any other questions? Because we, we actually let's get let's get to trivia. Jeff, you wrote down my trivia questions, right? Because I don't take notes. I, I don't either. Sometimes. I, I don't take notes. Sometimes. Uh, so, so we have, let's see, what do we have here? Uh, I've got, first, first thing on the table is a Casey Jones pop figure. Ooh. Yes, it's, it's, the, it's the newer one, not the expensive one that is hard to find. Um, Jeff, give me a question. What's, 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 what trivia question are we going to ask these lovely people? You want me to go down the line? It's, it's your call. You're okay. you Trivia master of that. All right. What was April O'Neil's original occupation? Now, this is a tricky question because there's been different versions. Yeah. Original. As it was in the comic books. Oh. No using of the movie. Yes. A TV reporter? That is incorrect. Unfortunately. That's a common misconception. She was a TV reporter in most iterations of the news stories. Yes. I'm going to give her a shot. Artist? That is incorrect. Yes. Wasn't she a scientist? I judges say that's correct. She was Baxter Stockman's assistant. Oh, wow. So let's get you this. I'm not going to throw it. (laughs) (laughs) Give us another question. Uh, what was the name of the robot or monitor of the robot that helped the turtles when they were teleported to another dimension? Uh, this one's for Raphael. Pop figure? Which you can get some money back in the That's true, that's true. Raphael just left. I should have had him sign it. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh,
What was the question? <laughs> I'll repeat it. Uh, what was the name of the robot or monitor of the robot that helped the tourists when they were teleported to another dimension? This has happened a few times in the history of the turtles. What? I'm sorry. What was that? Unfortunately, that is incorrect. He, he, he was like he was a he was a he was a, a scientist whose brain got transplanted into a robot, and the Triceratons were trying to capture him so they could get his transmat technology. Nothing, nobody. Let's try a different question. The answer was the Fugitoid. Oh, the Fugitoid. Or Professor Professor Yeah. What's that show? Uh, what publisher is currently publishing the TNT Comics and miniseries? This one I gave the answer to three times. So, who was? Yes. Here you go. I'm gonna throw it. It's a buddy. Okay, we have two more. Two more. Uh, let's. I have a bonus question. Oh, well, bonus question. To keep on on message, here's here's yet another pop eater. They're not all pop eaters, I promise. I promise. <laughs> What's our next question? Uh, what actor voiced the Shredder in the 1987 Ninja Turtles cartoon? Voice. Uh, oh, cartoon. Uh, well, she stood up and then sat down and. They were sir in the back. Child in the back. <laughs> that uh, Phil guy. That Phil guy? I'll give you credit for that Phil guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Phil from yeah. James Avery. Uh, James Avery, that's correct. Uncle Phil is also Uncle Phil. Someone had gone to the intro with Marlon Lebop and Roxanne. With one It is a DVD of the uh, Cowabunga Classics. It's basically it's t- the top 10 fan favorite episodes. I was not, they didn't ask me, so I doubt <laughs> that they're actually the top 10. Um, but hey, there's this. What's our final question, Jeff? What toy company was instrumental in bringing the Ninja Turtles to your television screens in the audience? That is correct. Playmate Toys. Congratulations, sir. I hope his episodes are actually good. Just for fun, I'm going to read the last question and see if anyone gets this. Although developed by Konami, what obscure publisher did the first two Ninja Turtles games get published under? Uh, is it Taito? What? It's not Taito. It's not Taito. Yeah. So you want to get the story as to why they were published under this weird name? So in the in the eighties, Nintendo was very uh, strict. Is a great word for it. Uh, they didn't want companies releasing like an endless number of games for the Nintendo Entertainment System. And so like Konami had filled their slate. It's like we're gonna release you know, twelve games this year. Nintendo won't let us release let us release any more. We'll just create this sub company or other company 
and develop them and release them under this other name and get away with it. And uh, that, that company was anybody? Ultra Games. Ultra Games. <laughs> Ultra Games release. Uh, I almost forgot you. I have some. These uh. So funny story. Free comic book day. Well, I mean, we, we know what that is. And uh, the local comic shop here, they uh didn't order my my free comic day Ninja Turtle book one year. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna name names, but it happened. So like the week afterwards, I was like, "Can you get me that book?" And he was like, "I can get it, but you gotta order like 15 of them." And it was like 15. I was fine, fine, fine. Just get it to this, you know, collector item, all of this crap right. in the closet. And uh, so I'm going to pass the savings on to you. Anybody who wants to read this this like sampler book for these new IDW comics, feel free to come grab it. It says it's free, and it's free. <laughs> so feel free to grab those on your way out. Uh, five minutes. Okay. Uh, before we get out of here. I guess we're going to open it back up for questions. Does anyone have any Turtles questions or not Turtles questions? Wow. What do you think is the best? What's up? What do you think is the best Turtles video game? Ouch. Jeff, I'm going to let you take that. I'm going to let you take that. Shredder's Revenge has a come out Right. <laughs> but before that, I would say Turtles and Pines. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. The Super Nintendo version because they refine yes. the arcade one. I mean, I love the arcade game because it's, it's beautiful and there's lots of stuff in it. The controls in it, you feel tired in, um, in uh, the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, I, I'm of the opinion that there aren't any good Turtles video games. No, because they're beating no, up since all of them. Uh, uh, April O'Neill had a question from the back. Yes, April O'Neill from News 5. Uh, what kind of. If there are any future uh, Ninja Turtle live action movies, do you see uh, more CGI involved or do you see a return to the Jim Henson classic uh, costumes? As much as I would love to see the old costumes again, that's <laughs> never yeah. ever, 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 ever. Yeah. 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 It, it, it would be beautifully expensive at this point. A lot of the Mandalorian was done with, uh, what is it? Uh, so like a, yeah, basically an LCD behind Mandalorian. They're working on a movie and it's going to be CGI. Uh, I just hope it's gracefully done. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. really all we can hope for. I will say before the Nickelodeon buyout, Peter Laird had met with some people in the industry. And they were going to do the hybrid tapping have, have CGI from the hands that happen in the suits. And it was, he wanted to make sure they were going to meet with people that understood it like for the first film. That didn't happen. So. It's, 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 you said half and half. Really? People who were actually half turtle, half person? Yes. <laughs> Man! <laughs> uh, what other questions? What's up? Shellheads. Yeah, it was literally. I was pitching the podcast to him at, at Warp Zone one day, and he was like, well, "What do we call it?" I'm like, "I don't know, something like Shellheads." And he was like, "All right, that works." And we didn't even workshop any other names. So. <laughs> <laughs> was, was there another question? No, cool. All right. Uh, I think that's our time, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, well, you can follow us on Shellhead or realitybreach.com is where you find all of our podcasts. Uh, or you can find Shellheads 
on any podcast player, or on iTunes, or Spotify, or on basically anywhere that has podcasts. We, we just got added to Pandora and iHeartRadio. We're pretty easy to find. Just type shell in one word. And that does it. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.